Welcome to Kaiseki Anime, where we air new episodes every other week. Kaiseki covers currently airing anime, older series seen recently, and other relevant topics for the season. I'm your host, Marina, of the blog Anime BNB, and with me is my co-host, Draggle, of the cleverly titled Draggle's Anime Blog. This week, we review the winter 2022 anime season. Welcome back from the winter season, Draggle. I managed to uh, watch less shows than usual this year. I don't know about you. That's surprising. I think I ended up with more than I expected. I tried to watch too many shows from the very get-go. I think I was just trying to give everything a chance. And then I held on to quite a few of them for much longer than I thought I would. And then I ended up with too much on my plate once again. Yeah, that's usually what I do. But this time I managed to let it go. What compelled you to actually drop things this season? I don't know. It's a good question. Maybe there's just less I'm interested in. I think even though I dropped more things, I still have the most things at the bottom of our list. Oh, well, mm, I think it's just because you pushed up some of the things I dropped down here. <laughs> That's true. My, my lowest is lower than your lowest. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, but first is Ari Forita, which I'm pretty sure you dropped because it sucked. Isn't this a sequel? This is a sequel, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I dropped the first season and didn't even look at the second season. Yeah, this was the one where uh, the main character is this total asshole, and he's proud of it. Mm-hmm. And he uh, he marries the little girl, and there's a bunny rabbit. Doesn't this also have just awful CG? I'm, I'm trying to remember. It might have, yeah. But in general, it was awful. I should have dropped this. But you didn't because... Uh, sunken cost fallacy. I already watched the first season, so I might as well watch the second. I see. There should be no loyalty there, Draggle. I agree. Just like there shouldn't have been loyalty in this next entry. Yes, I think we both watched the Realist Hero season two. I think we made a grave error. Especially you, because you didn't even really like the first season, right? No, I hated it. So why the fuck did you watch the second one? I wanted to see uh, how low it would go, and I I was rewarded for my efforts with you were uh, you really were justifying slavery and a lot yeah. of other things. Yeah, it it definitely did go lower. I enjoyed the first season. I thought it was kind of refreshing in a way that you thought was not refreshing. But I was like, oh, I've never seen this, <laughs> and so I stuck with it. And then the second season came about, and it just became really boring at first. And then not only was it boring, you know, where they were in the same room for like entire episodes, then they started justifying topics like slavery and yeah, uh, yeah, they really did outdo themselves and how boring it was though. Did you make yeah. it to the episode where his harem meets and discusses him? I finished the season, Draggle. I watched the whole series, but oh, yes, yeah. yes, I remember all four of them being tutored on how best to <laughs> please him. And they were to be rewarded with books that were taken, notes that were taken under drugs, may I add, like magical drugs, to get him to say what his fetishes are for each one of the girls, including the little girl. That was gross. It was gross, yeah. And it was just so amazingly boring, was the funny part. Yeah, like you would think this would be kind of like 
raunchy in a fun way, you know, to viewers, but it really wasn't. And then I don't understand how this show goes back to back with something like that that's supporting polygamy and just awkwardness because of how young some of the characters are. And then like this supposedly touching true love thing between him and uh, what's her name? The princess, you know, and she's supposed to be actually the most important character of all. When I remember you and Houghton going off about how useless she is. Is it Leisha? Leisha? I think that's it, yeah. But see, we don't yeah. even remember her name. That's how useless she is. Yeah, but then they tried to make her be, like, the most important character ever at the final part, which I don't know if you saw that twist coming. I mean, I, I saw they were going for it. It did not work. Did, did you? Like, I had no clue. When they dropped that, I was like, oh, okay. That's <laughs> weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we can move on from this. Let's let's try to move past it and discuss the next horrible show, Love of Kill. Mm, I finished this too. I was like so gone about this. I don't know. Yeah, you were. You're the one who told me to stick with this. You said it was going to get better and it totally didn't. I See, I, I read the manga and I remember liking the manga. But now, that I, <laughs> now that I watched the show, I'm like, how could this manga have possibly been any good? This show is garbage. How long ago did you read the manga? I think it was a few years ago. So it was at least a few years ago. I don't know. Yeah, remember. this show was hot garbage, Draggle. I know. It is hot garbage. <laughs> now that I've seen it, there is no defending it. I kept trying to just go with it. I was like, there's something redeeming about their relationship. This is going to be interesting. And admittedly, like, it is a little interesting when they get to the point about how they actually have a history together. And that's why he was initially interested in her once he recognized her. But that still doesn't like forgive the weird stalking stuff that he does to her for much of the show and also doesn't excuse like how boring of a character is like, yeah, I I guess you were traumatized (laughs) as a child. But like, could you choose a less boring person to follow through this story? Yeah, there are no excuses. It was horrible. I'm glad it's over. Mm -hmm. It's over. And I did not think it was romantic ever. And I don't I agree. <laughs> I don't think anyone would think it was. Well, it was better than Realist Hero, but that's not saying much. Anyway, the next anyway. horrible show was at least entertainingly horrible. Flat in the I'm glad end. to hear that. Did you, uh, you probably didn't watch this, did you? I dropped it after I don't know how many episodes. Not because I like willingly dropped it. That's kind of weird to say. I, I just kind of forgot about it. I just kept pushing it off week after week. And then I was like, oh, it's been too long. I'm not going to catch up. And then when I heard people like you saying that it was actually getting bad, even though it was fun at the start, I was like, yeah, I don't see a point in picking this back up. Yeah, you missed nothing. Okay, good. I don't know. It had like genre confusion, I would say. Because the the first part, it started off as this like killing game, right? They intended there to be lots of excitement and it's a bit thrilling and what will happen, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then... The second, like, three quarters, they kill off the guy who was killing people. And then they have literally, like, 12 episodes of meeting and discussing who should become God. Wow. That sounds fun. And then can can I spoil the ending for you? Yeah, I, I don't care. Viewers, this is a spoiling moment. Yeah. So they, uh, they, they all agree somehow that the little kid who wanted to kill himself uh, should become God. 
since he didn't want to <laughs> live anyway. This the guy, like the main character at the very start? No, no, no. This is some other random little boy who showed up later. Okay, who also wants to kill himself? The main character decided he wanted to live after all, since now he he has a girlfriend. That's uh, true. Who also okay. had wanted to kill herself at the beginning. And that was also a horrible romance, uh, almost as <laughs> bad as Realist Hero one. But we we can't ignore that because the exciting part was they appointed the little kid who wanted to kill himself as God, and then he became God, and then he killed himself. What? And then uh, then God was dead, and then what? the world the world couldn't exist anymore, so everyone died. That's the ending. That was the ending. Holy shit! That's dark. <laughs> Wait, why'd he kill himself? I don't understand why. If he became God, couldn't he, like, make things how he wanted them to be? He realized that life was meaningless, even once he was God. Wow, that's so dark. Like, when I describe it like that, it sounds like it should be dark. But it wasn't really dark. It was more just stupid. (laughs) You're like, oh, that's what they came up with? That's the best they could do? Yeah. And it was funny, because they had all this, like, 12 episodes of these quote, a deep philosophical discussion, which involved the smartest person in the world who won three Nobel Prizes. But it was just, like, all so stupid. Like, a 10-year-old could think more clearly than any of these characters. I don't want to trash the writers or anything like that, but, I mean, I guess that's what happens when you try to describe or write something that's, like, higher than your understanding. Yeah. You know, like trying to make things more complex than you have the capability of writing. Right, right. He should have stuck with the killing game. Yeah, that probably would been more entertaining. Yeah. That's what people probably got into that show for. Exactly. We can move on to the mid-shows. Yeah, these are just sort of like so-socials. Like they weren't horrible, but they weren't what I would call good. Okay, but the first one, I would move into the horrible. But you, you go first. It's hard to say, right? Because it's not done. It's I we That's thought it would be done. That's precisely why it should be in the horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Attack on Titan final season part two. But guess what? It's not the end. We're going to have a final finaler season part three. So do you remember like our impressions episode? I'm pretty sure I was complaining about how it was so ridiculous that it was the final season last year, and then it turned out it wasn't the final season. Yeah, yeah, they're just, they're breaking it apart, Draggle. You know how, like, Harry Potter, the final movie was, like, split into two films? Yeah, and but they... You have other works, like like the Hobbit series, that got split into three films? Like, that's their justification for it, right? It is the final season in their eyes, but they're just, like, breaking it across seasons. But didn't they, like, tell you... That, that would be what they did. Yeah, they're liars. <laughs> yeah, that's the issue here. <laughs> I think they really shot themselves in the foot by saying that, like, I think it was sort of their apology for how long it's taken to get to this point, how much we've had to wait between seasons, or it's almost been, like, forgotten. I don't remember things that happened in the first season. I don't remember, like, the order of events anymore. I don't care about Aaron anymore when I did a little bit in the first season. And so they're like, oh, here, this is the final one. But no, we're going to keep spreading that because this is like too big of a story for it to truly be the final season. We just can't like can't wrap it up. That's why we have this shit. Yeah. Do you really think they could have ended it this season with the material that they had? I don't know. I think they could have just not called it a final season, and then I wouldn't have complained. Yeah, I think that would have been more true, but I also think they were trying to sort of band-aid the fact that it's been so fucking long since their first season. 
Yeah, their band-aid has backfired though at this point. <laughs> it is backfired. Like it, it's a meme. Like everyone like called it, but also like can't make can't help but make fun of it for doing this. Like we knew it was gonna happen, but it still shocked us. Yeah, yeah. Even like a few episodes before, I was like, How in the world is this gonna end at the end of this season? There's no way. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I don't I even ignoring that, I don't really enjoy this show anymore. I mean, I wasn't bored. Were you bored in any of the episodes? I wasn't bored. I don't know. I just feel like it's such a mean, unpleasant show. Yeah, it's become more and more distasteful. It's true. But I think that's kind of good about... I think that's kind of a good way to view this show, given like where they are right now. Like They're in the middle of a war, and the things that Aaron's trying to do. Like We should find those distasteful, right? Yeah, for sure. But I, I'm not sure. I don't know. It's just a very negative show. It's like it is. Oh, the one side is gonna genocide, but the other side is gonna genocide too. So who yeah. can say who's right or wrong? Like I like stories that are like telling it how it is, like showing the darker side of humanity, showing like what we're capable of. But there's only so much I can take, right? Yeah. <laughs> just like beating us over the head with it over and over again. I'm kind of like, you know, I, I need some, some fluffy shows. Exactly. And it's like, at this point, there's there's no character left who I don't despise, for the most part. Yeah. Once they killed Potato <sighs> Girl, it was all downhill. She was the best thing about this show. Exactly. Sasha forever. We get to see it next year, I guess, right? Yeah. Uh, I Hopefully guess the, the finalist it. of finals. <laughs> all right. What about the case study of Vanitas Part 2? I'm pretty sure you didn't watch this. I did this. not watch it, no. And one. I was actually in danger of dropping it because I was just sort of so-so after the first season, which I thought was like really pretty. I liked its aesthetic, but I thought it was like kind of long-winded and all over the place in storytelling. And the same is kind of true of Vanitas too. but I still thought the individual stories were, were interesting in themselves. I, I do just think it, it is kind of like all over the place. But once you can sort of like focus on what's happening and on these characters i do think it's a it's still like a really pretty show i still like the style of it and i think it ended fairly well enough okay. it's hard for me to say like i think it's like a messy story but it's a pretty and a fun one okay well that's good yeah i've mostly heard positive things about it although i yeah not really my thing i don't think yeah i don't expect it to be everyone's thing if it is and i think it's worth watching Okay. The next one, I don't know. <laughs> I'm surprised. I think you pushed it up, didn't you? I pushed it up, yeah. Just because I thought it was a lot better than Realist Hero. This is the genius prince's guide to rising, raising a nation out of debt. You really thought this was way better than Realist Hero? I thought it was way better, yeah. I wonder if my opinion's kind of colored because I kind of crammed it in the past couple of days and I got really, really bored with all of the talky, 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 talk. Yeah, I mean... I don't think it was good. Let's not go that far, but... <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's better than Realist Hero is what you're trying Hero. to say. Yeah. Like, this one, they all have some personality, right? Like, the prince is... he He's an interesting character. He's really lazy. He he doesn't want to be the ruler at all. Unlike the Realist Hero, who's just, like, the perfect ruler who knows everything True. what to do. Yeah. And they, they have, like, a good banter in this show, I think. Yeah. A good uh, chemistry between the different characters, particularly him and uh, I forget her name. The white girl, yeah. Yeah, and white the, girl. And the, the blonde girl is pretty good, too. But uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. So you compare that to the Francis What's Her Face and Girlish Hero, and it's just so much better, I thought. Yeah, I would have to say for the most part that's true, but I still think that it just spent too much time in just like babble about politics and about warmongering, and I got really bored of episode after episode of that. Yeah. Once they were like actually doing things and it was kind of funny seeing them like actually go to battle and sort of like trick each other um, and make unexpected decisions. Like that was fun. But I thought like the villains were comically villainous. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) The fat guy. Actually, I kind of liked the fat guy. He was funny. (laughs) The fat guy was funny. Like how much he lost weight. Like he saw him later. He's like, wait, wait, what happened? He's like, oh, I, you know, I'm able to lose weight. I have my metabolism is really high. It's like, what? Yeah, it, it, it was boring at times, for sure. Anyway, next one I think is also only me in the land of Leodale. Did you watch this? I did not. Yeah, this one, it wasn't very good. The, the first episode, I thought it would be horrible, but it kind of grew on me. Mostly because mm-hmm. the premise is it, it's like a isekai harem anime, except instead of girlfriends, it's the main character is the mom. And as all her children uh, want her attention. Yeah, when they first, because I did watch a little bit of this, when they first introduced the idea of her quote unquote children, I thought that was just going to be like a, a one off thing or like it would only be like a one episode thing, but it sounds like it turns into the majority of the show. Yeah, that was the majority of the show. <laughs> okay, that's surprising. So it, it was pretty boring, but I, I feel like it had one good idea. Okay, cool. Anyway, next is uh, Princess Connect Season 2. You finished this one, right? I finished it, yeah. You, I'm you only hadn't. halfway through. I, I still intend to watch it. I'm just trying to get motivation to do so, because while I love the comedy of s- certain characters, like the main cast and some of the more memorable side characters, I uh, don't find it as fun when I'm starting to forget who all these new people are and like why they're doing what they're doing. And when it goes into serious mode... Uh, I get a little bit of whiplash between the comedy and the serious shit. (laughs) Yeah. Sadly, my recommendation is probably don't bother finishing. Because the the second half is even more in serious mood than the first half. Really? Yeah. I mean, that shouldn't surprise me if that's like an ending, right? They're, of course, going to like wrap up on something big. Right, exactly. And it was, uh, it continued to have all the characters. You don't know who they are. That's unfortunate, because I loved the first season, and there were some golden moments in the second season. Same. The first season, I I remember it just being, like, really fun every episode. Yeah. But this one, it didn't feel like that at all. I think it's because they don't, like, overbloat the cast list in the first season. And then the second one, they just, like, kept adding on more characters, and... I'm assuming that's because of the game that they have to advertise, so you kind of have, like, a connection to the game and go play it. (laughs) Right. Yeah, that's what I'm guessing, too. But sadly, it didn't work out too well. Yeah. Pass. Same. Next one's all you. You didn't watch any of this? I think I watched the first episode. Okay, Police in a Pod. And you dropped this because... It was about police. I see. I um, (laughs) kept with it, because I was curious... And while I understand the current climate, particularly here in the U.S. regarding law enforcement, police officers, I was open to seeing how this would be done because the mangaka had a 10-year career as a policewoman. So this is from her experiences and her trying to um, relay that to her readers that they are also human, meaning they make mistakes, they're not above the law themselves, and uh, 
Yeah, I'm kind of sad. I think this show was pretty funny, actually, and had some interesting moments, some very human moments that would have behooved people to, like, watch. But I can also understand why they didn't. And there are definitely some distasteful things still in this work, which I think still goes to show, like, how human these people are. And, like, yes, there's discrimination. Yes, there are biases. And you shouldn't forget that. Here it is for you to see. But we can improve on this. <laughs> so give us the dirt. What was the most distasteful part? Um, it's really hard to say. There's a number of things. Like, I feel they do, like, really highlight the fact that there are far less women than men in the force. And so, obviously, there's a lot of discrimination on that area. Like, within the force itself of, like, male co-workers sort of underestimating like the abilities of the women mm. really putting them down looking down on them and not just between like men and women but also like between veteran and new officers mm. you know like making them do demeaning work uh, looking down on them and like speaking down to them like all that kind of stuff is like distasteful but like they make it apparent in the show which i think is like intentional like they want you to see that this isn't a good thing right they want you to like not think that these characters are great when they're doing and acting like this. Yeah, this doesn't seem very distasteful at all on part of the show. Well, I mean, it makes you dislike certain characters, obviously, but then, like, the other characters also obviously dislike them, right? So you kind of feel like I one see. of them, like, on their side, right? Like, oh, yeah, he's a douchebag. He's misogynistic. I was imagining they'd be, like, uh, planting drugs and faking crimes. No. And I see. No. This is, it's more, it's a little bit more on, like, the heartwarming side, right? Like, they're trying to do their best to the people that they're serving. This is what you would hope for law <laughs> enforcement to do, right? You want them to help people. You want them to be there for them. Right. Okay. So, it's not going to, like, go the corrupt cop way. We don't have any of that here. I so, see. take that with what you will. Maybe that makes you think that, oh, Japanese law enforcement thinks that there's no such thing as a corrupt cop. But I don't think that's what it's trying to say. That's not the message it's entailing. It's trying to show the message that they are also human. Makes Probably sense. the worst point, I think, is one of the worst things I didn't like was when they were trying to reenact a sexual predator. And they were making the guy, um, the guy who was brought in for sexual harassing, like a young girl on a train. He got caught. And they had him reenact it with some of the officers for uh, evidence. And um, they told him to grope one of the male officers. And then all the women officers were like filming it and watching it and then like making these reactions as he's like grabbing the butt of the guy officer. That was pretty cringe. The fuck? <laughs> because they're like, they knew it made the guy uncomfortable. That's why they were doing this. So I can see like why they were doing this to like make him feel this way but also i feel like like that's not the greatest way to do it make sexual harassment a punishment like <laughs> what kind of lesson are we trying to impart here um yeah i agree also i feel like think it's not the police who should do the punishment well that's an argument too right that well they're doing this for his statement for how, like what went down like and how it went down this is him showing them what what he did right. so it's like self-punishment with how he feels while he's doing this yeah and in self-incrimination as well. Anyway, the Orbital Children. I haven't finished this, but I'm surprised it's on mid because I watched two episodes and I thought it was really good so far. That's fine. Keep going with it. I, I just got, I, I think it was in maybe the second episode, third episode is when I started to lose interest. And while I did finish it because it's only six episodes on Netflix, I was still disappointed because I put it too high on a pedestal because of dental coil. I see. Okay. I, I think it's really hard to, to match that so it's not it's so, not like okay. in episode three this is just going to explode 
Um, I don't know, Drago. I, I feel like I don't want to spoil it because you're still watching it and you're actually interested in this show. Okay, I'll have to see what happens then. I think it went too much into like the techno babble and like these lofty ideas. Uh, I, you tell me what you think afterward. Okay, I'll check it out and let you know. Okay. Futsal Boys, I'm 100% sure only I watched this, and I'm not even done with it. Uh, yes, I didn't watch it. So Futsal, do you know what that is? Is it football? Not American football, but like soccer. soccer. But it's like a different version of it, because soccer has like 11 players, right? Futsal has, well, in here, I think it only has like five, because it's for indoor. Oh, indoor soccer. Yeah. There are different variants of this, right? There's five-man soccer, there's six-man soccer. It's all like versions so that they can play in the winter when you can't use the fields. Okay. So this is the futsal version in Japan. It's pretty generic, and the characters and like their conflicts are all things that we've seen before in other sports shows. But I was just watching it because I like soccer, and it's been like, I can't even think of a good soccer anime. I just keep wanting a good one, and so whenever any shows up i i like grasp at straws and i watch it even though i'm never satisfied i thought a uh, giant killing was pretty good it was okay oh okay i like the sports anime more than you it's just like there's so many that i'm like like baseball shows where i just fucking love them i think they're fantastic and then when i get to soccer i'm like ah, it's like not quite the same level of like character building and writing and that's how i feel about futsal boys I see. Okay, so let's actually move on to some shows that we thought were good, ones that we'd probably recommend to people. I think we should move, change our order and talk about the baseball show first. Tribe You want to talk about Tribe 9? Yeah, since you were just saying you love baseball shows, but you put this in the mediocre category, and I'm the one who moved it up to good. I think it's because of the type of show that was, it started to feel very repetitive because it's mostly, well, maybe you'll disagree with me, but I think it's mostly comedy. No, I agree. And for me, comedy gets tiring if it feels the same for too long. Really? But baseball doesn't get tiring. What do you mean? You find baseball tiring all the time, Drackle. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> this wasn't actual baseball, so boo to that. That's why it was good. <laughs> I mean, it's fun for a little bit, but I thought the comedy of like the characters and ooh, violence with like the citywide baseball, it just got kind of boring because it was the same thing over and over again. I don't understand just, like, how you can say flavors of it's the same thing over and over again and then say you enjoy baseball. Baseball well, is the same thing over and over again. You stand there no, and not, you hit not the ball. No, not the same thing because we're talking about, you're talking about actual sports baseball. I don't watch actual sports baseball, Drago. I don't turn on the TV and watch the Mariners play even though they're my local team, okay? I see. I turn on and I watch baseball anime, which is super exaggerated and doesn't just focus on the field. A lot of it's focused on them at practice and just like hanging out and like their personal lives, their personal conflicts. That's way more interesting than just sitting at a, at a seat and like watching them on a field. I see. I don't know. I thought Chives 9 was about their personal conflicts too, but I loved Chives 9 because it was so entertaining and fun and not boring. And you thought that it was entertaining through the entire series, right? As opposed to just a, like the start, which was like novelty for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. The whole thing was novelty for me. Okay. It ended with uh, pitching by kicking the ball. Yeah, their, uh, their way of playing the sport is like definitely part of its charm, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very, uh, it's a unique way of playing baseball. Well, I was kind of curious what you thought about how they ended with, um, did they die at the end? <laughs> 
<laughs> the the guy, the two friends? Because that's what I think happened, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. <laughs> because no one knows where they went. No one knows what happened. And it looked like shit was going to fall on them and probably kill them. It, it did kind of look like that, yeah. Yeah. So it was, uh, it left it to your imagination. Yeah, super wacky baseball. Like, it's not even baseball anymore. It's it's XB, remember? Extreme baseball is its own thing. Really colorful art style. Uh, it's fun, depending on how you think if it's too much or just enough. I thought it wasn't quite enough. Really? It was still pretty good, yeah. All right. Okay, we can go back to a KB Cellar uniform. I was surprised you put this uh, so high. You would have put it lower? Yeah, I would have put it in mediocre. I really liked the first episode. Well, the whole thing was very well animated, I thought. Mm-hmm. The first episode had this nice conflict with her her getting embarrassed at school after she wanted to wear the sailor uniform. But then for the rest of it, it just, uh, she like would meet a different girl each week and everyone would love the main character. And then we would look at their feet and it was, <laughs> it was just kind of boring. Yeah, I think the problem is, is like the first episode was just so good. <laughs> right? Yeah. Except the the scene at the end with the nail clipping and sniffing, like whatever, forget that scene. Um, The rest of the first episode was fantastic. I, I told you in our season preview that the nail clipping was what the show was all about, for the record. <laughs> and you didn't believe me. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, this is really fucking bizarre, but like, hopefully it's just like a, a weird thing that they're doing, like hook your interests and um, we won't have too much of it. But no, no, that's that was a clear indicator of what the rest of the season was going to be like, except it should have been Akabi clipping her toes and sniffing her feet because it's really the Akabi show. But I still thought they're right in the first episode and you said the an- animation art for the entire series was always like top notch. But the like worship, the Akabi worship was kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> And, like, worshipping of girls' bodies was also uncomfortable. Uh, what I enjoyed, I guess, were the individual character stories. Not fixating so much on uh, Akabi, but her friends themselves, I thought, were interesting. And there were some still heartwarming, feel-good moments before it would get, like, a little awkward with how long the camera would focus on certain parts of their bodies. Yeah. I, I feel like the... The side characters were a bit hard for me to like just because of how much they loved Akebi. I would say probably the ones I liked the most were the ones that showed less of that. Yeah. Uh, like the reader girl. Right. I feel like they didn't show too much about her staring at Akebi. Like I felt like we had a sufficient enough time with her by ourselves that we could enjoy her alone. And mm-hmm. she's one of my favorites. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, no, this was a very pretty show. Just not the best writing and focus and i don't think we need another season of it i agree it was really pretty uh arguably also pretty uh i think perhaps i'm the only one that watched this was the demon slayer the entertainment district arc i didn't watch it although i did watch the movie oh yeah there was a movie of the entertainment district or the train that was the train i watched the train movie did you like that one yeah that's fine it was really pretty yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, it continues in Demon Slayer, although I've read some interesting criticisms about the uh, portrayal of like their fights, because while it's a gorgeous show, I don't think anyone can deny like how pretty and colorful this show is and how like the action sequence are very dynamic. 
But the argument I saw was that like you can't actually tell what they're doing in these action sequences because it's so shiny and there's so much movement that it gives you very little of an idea of like how they're executing these things. And so then compared to shows like Naruto, where like you can really like see what they're doing most of the time, they're like less impactful or less memorable. Really? Does that make sense? I guess so. Because you know how like people will make their list of like their top ten favorite sword fights, you know, like that. Right, right. Personally, I think that Gorilla Zone can be a bit overrated. Yeah. The problem, I think, with Demon Slayer is I think it's, there's a balance, right? Like, between realism and style, and I can see how people would think that Demon Slayer goes too far into style, when, like, the entire episode are flashy moves. Isn't it a show with, like, magic and killing demons? Yeah, They're yeah. looking for realism. But, like, I feel like the entire episode of an of a fight like that can be overwhelming and start to actually be boring. Well, my take is that if a fight lasts an entire episode, it's already boring, regardless of what they do. (laughs) Yeah, so you might not like this entertainment district. I feel like outside of the episodes, like maybe you could like fast forward through the fight scenes, because I feel like the other times that's Spent in the entertainment district is actually interesting, like seeing them interact with the inhabitants there, trying to blend in. That was actually all interesting. Hmm. And then also, of course, the demon backstories. I thought the brother-sister duo were super interesting. I liked learning about them and like why they were the way they were, how they thought that way. I enjoyed all of that. Um, it was the fights themselves that I started to get bored and felt like it was dragging on. So maybe, I don't know what their plans are if they're going to make a film of this, but you might like the film more than trying to watch like all of this. Okay. Yeah, well, I did like the chain movie. The, the, the movie, it's like, you know when it's going to end, so it's less frustrating when the fights go on forever. Yeah. The fights in there don't even seem like they lasted too long. If they make a film of this, I do encourage you to watch it. Yeah, I would definitely, definitely consider that. Okay, let's move on to My Dress Up Darling. Yeah, this one uh, I was pleasantly surprised by. Because I, yeah? I remember thinking in like the second episode, it was kind of creepy why because of i think it was like the second episode i I think she like took her clothes off to change into cosplay or something and they just spent like 15 minutes on the guy blushing and looking awkward yep i feel like it lost a lot of viewers or like a lot of people were freaked out by that episode yeah i still think it was a bit much but the the rest of the show i think it mostly redeemed itself yeah, even like that episode in the Love Hotel, that one was pretty intense. That's true. But that, <laughs> that one actually bothered me less. Maybe I just got used to it at that point. Yeah, I feel like they like numbed you down over the episode. So like, you know, it's kind of like Marin, right? Like she shocks you at the beginning, but then she like starts to work on you slowly and you, you get more and more used to it and it's not as shocking anymore. That's true. Yeah, I think a lot of it was at that point, the main guy, he was less embarrassed. Uh, about it yeah like it took him a while right like particularly again in that love hotel scene he's like oh let's take a picture right he's totally in the moment not thinking about it exactly. and like just he's like really living through her excitement right and then it's after like a little bit he realizes what kind of positioning they're in yeah that 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 second episode was it wasn't awkward because of anything they actually did it was just awkward because you're privy to how he feels about it, which is really awkward. <laughs> yeah, and like he's still getting to know her, right? Like they're right. not as close friends as they are later on in the series, and like that proximity, that closeness is really fucking awkward that early on. Exactly. And then by the time they're in the love hotel, you're like, oh, whatever. It's a perfectly normal thing to go to the love hotel with your friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. 
I'm actually sure. Remember she talked about how like she had like female friends, like a whole group of them would go for whatever reason. And I, I can actually see that happening. I can imagine like myself and some friends being like morbidly curious, like what it's like and being like, hey, let's go get one. Let's go see it. <laughs> I, I can see that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had a lot of fun with this and I am a total believer in their relationship. I loved how the final episode, because I was like, how can they finish out this season? I thought it ended fine in the mm-hmm. penultimate episode. And then they had the final episode with, you know, them like talking to each other in bed. And I thought that was like the perfect way to end. Exactly. So, yeah, it's so much better than a stupid realist hero love story. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only criticism that I kind of agree with, that, uh, well, Maybe I do, maybe I don't. I, I feel like uh, the argument that this was like the total Marin show and not enough of him. See, I don't even remember his name. I thought it was like Goto or Gojo. Gojo. There we go. That he sort of faded into the background. This is a little bit true. Yes. But like this show is called My Dress Up Darling. They made it clear what the focus of the show is going to be. And like maybe a second season could focus a little bit more on his interests and they could name it something like My Painted Doll or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but like then if that's the story they want to have, then that's the story. Like it could be there. But um, I don't think that he like buried his interests because of her and that she was selfish and everything was for her. Like it showed that he still did his hobby. Wait, people say that? Yeah. Uh, that's some of the criticism of them is that they complain that everything so, that he does is now for her. Huh. I thought he just, like, he already liked making dolls, and he just found a, a new faucet of his liking of making stuff. Yeah, and, like, he was taking it as experience, right? Like, his grandfather encouraged it, like, yeah. live your life a bit, like, experience things, and you can take things, things back, right? Yeah. And, like, have it improve your art. Exactly. And they talk about that. Another criticism I saw, which I thought was ridiculous, and I hope that, like, people realize this later on, was they were saying, oh, all these girls are selfish, and, like, they don't understand that these materials are expensive it's not just his time but now he's having to make all their freaking costumes and i'm like no they give him money marin works how many jobs so that she can buy these materials so that he can get the materials too with her money yeah and wasn't there that thing with the like the two sisters and one of them yeah the criticisms i saw about the money like came slightly before that episode came out that's why i'm like i'm hoping that people realize they were wrong and they were misunderstanding the money situation because they were saying oh well this show like doesn't take into account how expensive cosplay is and i was like no it does it really does yeah i thought it i didn't see that at all i think there's a lot of haters for the show just like don't really like the uh lewd version of it the the lewd like povs and we're arguing about it not really being heartwarming i'm like well it's heartwarming in a different way right like not your traditional heartwarming yeah some people are afraid of lewdness yeah don't be afraid of the body yeah speaking of not being afraid of the body should we move to the next show (laughs) (laughs) yeah sorry a life with an ordinary guy who reincarnated into a total fantasy knockout yeah, I thought this would be like a really creepy transphobic show, but same. It was not afraid of the body. It was not, and <laughs> I watched it because of you guys. So thank you, you and Hilton, for convincing me to watch this. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even gonna watch. I watched the first episode, and I had the same impression that you brought up. I was like, "This seems like a yikes series." Yeah, yeah really I don't want to touch this. But you, you also changed your mind after watching it. After you guys convinced me that it got good. Uh, was good and i watched it and i'm like oh it did not go the direction i thought it would yeah same it was really pleasantly surprising 
I think this was probably like the most wholesome show I watched this season. <laughs> I would argue, well, that you watched this season, right? Because there are more heartwarming shows. I just don't know if you watched them. <laughs> yeah, I didn't watch uh, Police in a Pod. That's not heartwarming. No, no, no. <laughs> it's not. I didn't watch Slow, Futsal Boys. Futsal Boys. That sounds heartwarming. It's not heartwarming either. But <laughs> oh, Okay, well... I guess I watched Land of Leodale. That was heartwarming. But Fantasy Knockout, it's an isekai, and it's one of the more inventive isekai that we've seen in a while. So I think that also, like, sort of brought it to my attention was its refreshing take on this uh, isekai genre. Yeah, it's interesting, because in some ways, it's very non-new. I mean, the gender swap genre is, that was popular, like, even before isekai was popular. Yeah, we've seen this before. Yeah, but they're kind of putting a new spin on it, just... From combining it with isekai and with being very wholesome. Yeah, their relationship is beautiful, isn't it? And I really liked how that was like the climax at the end, just like focusing on their friendship. Yeah, they they were good friends no matter their gender. I think that's maybe the one point I was a little uncertain about because I was convinced that he was in love with his friend at the start. Oh, I think he is. I feel like they don't 100% lean into that at the end. I think it goes more the friend route at the end. I think it's just like they didn't completely finish the story. Yeah. I I assume this is based on some late novel or something. Probably. I, I assume as it continues, they'll develop their relationship more in that direction. And like, that's maybe why they ended it there is that that's kind of touchy to, you know, continue on with that. I don't know if they're going to commit to it or what, because I think Tachibana makes it pretty clear that he is not into his friend, right? That he likes women. And so maybe they didn't really want to like cover that in the anime. Well, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like he's my feet in denial. So I don't know. I feel like we almost need to have a whole another episode to talk about this if, <laughs> if there's a second season or something. Yeah. Hopefully there will be, but I, I kind of doubt it. I don't think this is Yeah, the, I, I doubt it. I feel like they wrapped it up pretty well. Yeah, and I don't think this is the kind of thing that would ever be popular. No. Well, we can move on. Well, Salaryman's Club isn't actually done yet, but this is about salarymen who are on a badminton team, right? Their company has a badminton team, and they compete against other companies who also have badminton teams. You know, I'm not sure I even watched the first episode of this. Wait, I thought you did. Because it aired way later than all the other shows, like several oh, weeks, a few okay. weeks. Maybe I did if I told you I did. I forgot it, though. Uh, it's good. Um, the only issue I think you might have is them doing the sport. But actually, they balance it pretty well because it surprisingly spends a lot of time on their work lives. Like them balancing work. And then you know how like the stereotypical salary men, like they all go out to eat and drink together after work or outside of work. They do that here too. Okay. And then they have their games, which then feels a little bit more like a sports anime. That part you might not like. I I don't know. Um, But you might like the other aspect of it. But I really like, because it's a beverage company, they make a a drink, a new drink uh, about spring onions. I just thought it was really cool. Because typically you think that sounds disgusting, right? That does sound disgusting. But they like make it actually sound really good. It's supposed to be like one of their unique flavors. This is like green onions or is spring onions? Yeah, green green onions. And I think they like flavor a little bit with like apple to help it do more of like the sweeter side of green onions. Huh. It certainly sounds like a unique drink. Yes. So you should try it. See what you think about it after the first episode. Okay. So why did you like it though? Was it 
funny or yeah i like the camaraderie between like him and his uh co-workers i like that's an adult show there aren't too many about adults per season so that's why i was interested and of course i like sports shows this has a little bit of sports okay um, but I, i like that they balance it with their actual workplace life cool okay so the next one i don't know if you watched this i did not watch slow loop slow loop i really liked the beginning of it and I really liked the end of it. <laughs> There's the fishing one, right? It's the fishing one. I think I really loved the beginning because it surprised me. I thought it was going to be just straight up cute girls doing fishing, right? Mm-hmm. Which it is to an extent. But it actually does a huge amount of just character building, like writing about their families. Both of their f- parents, like her mom died and the other girl's dad died. And then their parents end up meeting and getting married. And so it's like a reforming of these two families. Huh. And it's beautiful. It's actually like really, really well covered, like discussed like, the difficulties of coming together as a family um, and respecting like each other's loss and their differences and like strengthening as a new family. Interesting. And like how their friends and their other family members like around them sort of treated the grief and then the reforming of new friendships. I just thought it was really great just study of these people, huh. not just about the fishing. And about the fishing, they actually spend a lot of time talking about some of the more details of fishing that I did not expect them to go into. Like types of fishing, types of bait, making baits, gear that they use. So I think you maybe would have liked this if you had kept with it. Yeah, I think I just unfairly dismissed it when I saw it was cute girls doing cute things together. And the reason why I said beginning and end is because my mistake was trying to watch this at night in bed. And because it's like, you know, cute and fluffy i kept falling asleep when i was trying to watch it (laughs) no 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 don't do that like watch it when you're fully awake and i really missed out too because when i was catching up on this show the past week i was like shit i missed so many great episodes where i could have tried to like cook these fish dishes because they're Mm. constantly like making these dishes from the fish that they catch and it looks delicious so I missed out on some fun posts. So I think uh, maybe you try this. This sounds Tell me like the rare case where falling asleep from the anime is a compliment. Since it, it yeah. made you feel so comfortable, you could just yeah. do it straight off. Yeah, that was around like the middle episodes, which is why I was kind of like sad in the middle part. Because I was like, is this show boring? No, I think I'm just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I've certainly done that before too. Okay, I might have to give it a try. Yes, yes. Let's move on to the fucking fantastic shows, of which we only have a few. Yes, the first is, of course, Ranking of Kings, which we already had a full episode about that recently. That that was a good show. Great show. You should watch it. Everyone should try it. And then the next one is Sabikoi Bisco, which we did another episode on, didn't we? But Sabikoi Bisco is also fantastic, super fun, creative, and everyone should watch it. <laughs> it has giant mushrooms. Giant mushrooms, giant crabs, giant slugs. Yeah, the only thing I'm going to remember from that show is still the kiss scene. Best best anime kiss scene ever. It's, it's beautiful. It's a screenshot that should be reposted over and over again. Yes. And let's close out on the most fucking fantastic show ever. <laughs> yes oh you've you've been converted finally yeah i just i'm, I'm leaning into it okay drago especially because i was kind of starting to, to catch up before i got sidetracked once again okay but boruto boruto naruto next generations is a great show wow so how far have you caught up not far at all i'm only at the part where he's like trapped in this 
earth stone place with this leader dude, and he's supposed to find, like, the heart stone. Okay, okay. So super far back, but a little further than I was before. Good, But you're watching it, and it's still good? Oh, it's still good. Even though the last episode was so good. You know how, like, you'll, you'll have a queue of shows, and mm-hmm. the shows you like the most, they spend the least time in the queue. Boruto spends, like, less than one day in the queue. Every <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. It's funny because I feel like for more of the seasonal shows, like one core shows, you tend to sort of save it up to the end of the season so that you can binge watch it all, right? That's true. Not for But Boruto, you can't do that but... with Bordo. Like, your anticipation is so high that you cannot wait. Exactly. I can't wait for Bordo. I have to know yes. what's going to happen. It's and the if exception. I, if I waited till the end of the year, I, till the end of the show, I'd have like 500 episodes or something. So Yeah, you might explode. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> can't do that. <laughs> Tune in again to Kaiseki Anime Podcast two weeks from now. Please feel free to send us questions or comments on Twitter with hashtag Kaiseki Anime Podcast or on our individual accounts at Drago underscore Kuhn and at Anime BNB. Listen and review us on Apple Podcasts so we can continue to grow and improve. You can also find us on Google Play and Spotify. Thanks for listening. See you next time.